comics, TV shows, and movies. Oh my! Oh my. Welcome to episode 8 of the Mutant Musings podcast. It's March 2017, and we'll be discussing some comics and news from February 2017. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is Lady Patty Pool. Hi! <clears throat> Although the X-Men have been pushed into a small corner of the Marvel Universe, we're here as a safe place for people to let their fiery passions burn for the x-men burn baby burn metaphorically burn we don't want any passions to literally burn so remember kids always use protection does it does it burn when you pee too all well, right we'll, let's, hash, let's... let's hash it out right now i can already feel that passion burning <laughs> all right so uh first of all i just want to start out and say really quick a uh, big thank you to everyone who has listened so far other than us You're cute. and myself uh, listening o- over and over again to edit all this. If, cause if, if you're sitting there and you're listening and you're wondering, wow, wow these guys don't really sound professional. It's because we're not. This, the setup on this end is, um, is, is lacking a little bit. There, there's a microphone. We're hunched over a little desk in front of my computer. And um, yeah, we don't like rehearse things. Neither one of us have done podcasting or, you know, this kind of thing before, um, but we love the X-Men a whole lot, so you guys who keep tuning in, and I know that there are a few of you, um, I just wanted to say thank you, I do appreciate it. And you're cute. <laughs> so thanks um, to all you cutie pies out there. I'm jealous. I don't know if I like you talking to all of them that way. They're gonna... Okay, well, we're not, we're not professional at doing this, but we're professional at giving you compliments. <laughs> okay. Um, so, where we, uh, we left off last month was with some IVX, so we're going to continue with some IVX, uh, and the first one that we're going to be talking about is Deadpool and Mercs for Money, number eight, because we discussed a little bit of number seven last time, which was pretty good, kind of left some questions open, and this issue, they, they answered them, but I personally have very mixed feelings about this issue, and I'll get into why after we go through a brief overview it kind of you know opens with uh, the fact that Negasonic did fuck with the Terrigen Cloud so that it was no longer harmful to mutants. So she's apparently got reality warping powers now. Why the fuck not? <laughs> because Nido. Um, and why tell anyone? Uh, but cuts of five years in the future and, and Wade is you know telling her she has to undo it because it didn't stop the war between mutants and inhumans. It, it made things worse for everyone. Oh wow. Cry me a fucking river. <laughs> you know I, I get why she did it. I, I do agree with her. You know, how, how was she supposed to know? She thought she was fixing everything. And she, you know, recalls her experience on Genosha, uh, the destruction and everyone dying. And she came back and they didn't. And, you know, she thought that maybe Mpox was going to kill everyone, but, you know, that maybe she'd survive and she'd be looking back with guilt. And she didn't want to witness all of that death again. So what this says is that she's a huge pussy and uh, she's not battle-hardened. Because I'm hardened. <laughs> I'm hardened too, but she's not, and that's what you know. Wade's trying to do. She, Wade's trying to get her hard. We need to get <laughs> Negasonic Teenage Warhead hard, and that's how we solve this problem between the mutants and the Inhumans. So, okay, if it was up to me, and I was this bitch, um, I'm not gonna say her name. It's too fucking stupid. That's why I call her Ellie. If I was this bitch, I would destroy the cloud. And then, uh, you know, Deadpool will come up to me and be like, hey, bitch, you know, there's uh, there's some problems. There's still war going on between uh, the IVX. And I'd be like, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to use my reality warping powers like Wanda did, but instead of no more mutants, no more inhumans. Bam, end of war, everything solved, no more inhumans. Yeah, 
you you would you would you would solve this problem with the IVX. Yes, you can. Uh, you can call it a final solution, <laughs> the, if you will. No, the the IVX is that like the internets? Yeah, <laughs> the, and remember, children, the V stands for vagina. Okay, yeah. So the the Wade and Ellie are arguing, and um, you know the Inhuman show up in the middle of it, and there's this one dude named Lash. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I think I really feel like the Inhumans are really kind of uncreative and bland with their code names. You know, there's Lash, there's Inferno. I feel like there should also be a push. There should <laughs> there should be a cuddle. There should be a nudge. There should be a Stinky. Uh, stinky would probably be my favorite. Yeah, well, you know what, Lash? This guy, Lash, I fucking glue you onto my eyelids like every other day. <laughs> so, you know what? You ain't shit. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> I'm so tired, as usual. That really took me a second. I'm like... Do you have a crush on this guy? Why are you putting him on your eyes? I didn't. I did not understand. Okay, so uh, you know, sometimes when you have inadequate eyelashes and mascaras just don't do it for you, you Stop. just take the glue and you put it on the eyelashes and then you put it on your eyelashes. This is gonna and turn then you into, have more eyelashes. This is gonna turn into one of those YouTube makeup tutorials <laughs> eventually. This this mutant, has been <laughs> mutant musings makeup and more. <laughs> This has been Patty for your daily mutant makeup tip. How much time have we wasted already? I don't... All right. All right. To, all right. <laughs> I, just talk about makeup. It's fine. Maybe more people will listen. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, in, in any case, uh, the Inhumans managed to tail the, the Mercs uh, by hacking into Machine Man and using him as a spy. And I felt so bad. Machine Man is such a cute guy. Um, oh. Yeah. And they, you know, just fucking, you know... They just penetrated him. There was no consent. Yeah. No consent whatsoever. Unfortunate. And Polaris is all green and fucking rooting for Ellie to destroy the Inhumans. Fuck yeah. As soon as Negasonic Teenage... As soon as Ellie starts... This bitch. (laughs) As soon as this bitch starts to monologue, Lash absorbs her energy. I guess that's the thing he does. I don't know anything about this guy. I honestly... I didn't look him up. I, I... give no fucks um i don't know if he's new or if he's been around or whatever he's been around okay he gets around. around he gets around so wade cuts off uh lash's arm that's harnessing her energy and then lash blasts wade with that energy and he gets all he gets all bloated and he dies i hate getting bloated uh, that happens to me once a month yeah at least you don't die though i mean well i feel that, like i die i die emotionally but i don't know this just seemed all very silly like i, I wanted to like it uh, especially that part where you know negasonic is about to start monologuing and then it's like nope this happens nope this happens no that happened and die and then oh, oh okay uh it's and like she learned <clears throat> nothing from deadpool what because he monologues all the time. Yeah, no, that's that's true. But this whole IVX thing, there's just so many fucking competing monologues. It's it's just so difficult to get them all straight. Um, it just this this just seemed really too quick, and too too silly for me. Uh, you know, it was over the course of two issues, so that's probably why it felt so rushed. Because it it kind of was, and this was not supposed to be like you know the primary focus of anything obviously it is a, a tie-in you know not in the way that like uncanny or or all new x-men have been it's it's just like oh this is a deadpool title and it's let's... like an alternate reality yeah. type of thing that was you know two issues just like uh days of future past and, and that's but that's kind of difficult to be able to tell such a comprehensive story like they did in days of future past in two issues as opposed to this no i agree absolutely yeah. uh I, I, and i'm not trying to talk shit about colin bunn i think you know 90 percent of the time 
he's spot on. He's a, he's a really good writer. I, I rarely have anything bad to say about his writing. No, he's uh, great. But, um, you know, and he, not it's not even that the writing was bad here. It's just that it felt rushed and it felt kind of silly. It was just like, a, you know, they were trying to pack too much into too small a hole. Yeah, we did that a couple Bounce of hours ago. Wha- yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll edit that out. Don't worry. Um <laughs> Any case, so I thought the artwork was great. If if anything, uh, I thought the artwork was really good, but you know the story just felt kind of. If anything, I just uh, want to say how much I fucking love Polaris. I've always loved Polaris. I've yeah. always loved Polaris, yeah, because of how she was written in X Factor. Yeah. With like originally, not the new X Factor, whatever they called it, when you know. Uh, Peter David was doing an amazing job giving these characters like actual real people problems and Polaris was uh, anorexic and mm. I thought that was great. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I didn't think it, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, uh, Geek Aid does not condone <laughs> anorexia in any way, shape or form and the opinions expressed on this podcast do not, I'm sorry, just go on. Go on. No, but I just, yeah, I I'm just sit over here and have some more coffee. <laughs> I just loved how much it seems like she's taking after her dad and uh, all this yeah. nonsense, you know, all over the decades of he's my daddy. He's not my daddy. Is he my daddy? He's my daddy. Call me daddy. Call me daddy. <laughs> I will call Magnato, Magnato daddy anytime he wants. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just, oh, I love her so much. So then it cuts back to the present and uh, Negasonic blinks out the cloud and her uh, future self stops her before she can actually like completely get rid of it and then it cuts to wade and then wade finds that she's gone so uh negasonic went over to watch over deadpool's kid until this whole ivx thing blows over which was very convenient and nice and tidy cleaned up in two issues his kid is a mutant though right yeah who's named ellie yeah yeah okay it's been confusing it's just just saying Negasonic sounds kind of stupid, but yeah. as was mentioned earlier, saying Negasonic Teenage Warhead every single time is annoying. That's why I just call her this bitch. I just, <laughs> this bitch sounds better than Ellie. But in any case, having Negasonic Teenage Warhead out of this fight in IVX makes sense. Now that she's got these reality warping powers, she's too powerful, and it just, I thought about it today. It just it reminds me of how Thor and Hulk were out of civil war not just the comic book but the movie too i think it made more sense in the movie because there were less characters um so it's not like you could get every single person on one side like 50 people to all stop the hulk you know it made sense to have thor and a hulk out of civil war makes sense to keep this bitch who can warp reality out of ivx so in any case it it was it was good overall but yeah whatever yeah all right, so moving on, the next thing that came out was all-new X-Men number 18. I, I was so happy with this issue. Uh, yeah. So fucking happy. Uh, just on the first page, some of the dialogues, he's, Scott's, young Scott's talking to himself. Cyclops has always been the boring one, the Boy Scout, the Hall Monitor, the obsessive introvert who plans and demands. When people look at me now, they don't see boring. They don't see Boy Scout. They see a villain. And I was like... That opening had me hooked, and and I cut it down, but the whole first page was just like fucking wow. Like I I make uh, 
Uh, I do not try to hide the fact that I love Cyclops so goddamn much. You'd suck his dick if you could. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that in public <laughs> yet. You know, that's still put a, a ring on it. Still a private thing. Uh, put, put a, a dick put a ring, ring on it. Put a ring on his dick. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But in, uh, Scott's thinking all this shit to himself. Like, during the battle with the Inhumans. He's thinking about living in the shadow of his older self and just, like, all this other shit. And meanwhile, other people are, like, you know, shooting beams at each other and fucking kicking each other in the nuts. And Scott's just, like, thinking about his older self and being all sad and emo. And I'm like, I'm like, perfect, perfect, classic Cyclops. (laughs) Oh, Scott, you silly. And, you know, Iceman comes to his aid and, like, saves him and is like, you know, go with your team. And then Medusa grabs him and she's like, you are Cyclops, but not quite the monster oh shut the fuck up and then magneto comes and saves scott again and tells him to go do something constructive and uh honestly though as emo ish as it was i i felt bad for scott especially because like none of this was necessary because the whole the whole thing with the cloud and you know his older self getting killed by black bolt wasn't actually him but you know the kid's affected by it and he's thinking about it a lot and he's kind of being real hard on himself and dick mm-hmm. joke here so yeah exactly uh but he finds it weird he, uh, all the x-men look at him He's not adult Scott, who they all knew. He's like a painful memory. And I call bullshit on that because not that I really know what it's like to hang (laughs) hang out with like a younger version of somebody else, but he's still his own person. I mean, am I stupid for thinking that? Like he's still his, his own person. He hasn't done all of that shit yet. You know, he can still change. He can still be his own, you know... I, I don't know. What do, what do you think? That's the whole thing about, like, you know, destiny or whatever. Like, destiny yeah. is bullshit. You, you know, you can, uh, you know, nothing is, like, predetermined. You can make your own decisions. You know, just, like, deciding to walk down a road and turning left instead of right can make a whole shitload of change. I mean, if I didn't decide to go back to school when I did and go to the school that I went to and sign up for the class that I went to, I would have never met Jonathan. That's not destiny. That was just, like, a whole you know, thing of random coincidences. And, you know, Scott can decide what he wants to do. He can decide what road to take. And I don't know, like them, like looking at him a certain way or whatever, like that's their shit that they have to work out. That has nothing to do with them. That's like, you know, if, I don't know, one twin does something fucked up and then, you know, they get arrested or whatever, you're just going to stop associating with the other twin. They're not the same person. And also, I was thinking about this, too, when I was reading the book, and he was like, oh, well, you know, I used to be viewed as boring and the Boy Scout and whatever, and now I'm viewed as a villain. And I'm like, I was reading it, and I was like, okay, so which of these things was the bad one? (laughs) Like, does he not want to be viewed as a Boy Scout, or does he not want to be viewed as a villain? Because if you had the option, I would rather be seen as a villain than a Boy Scout it's like that whole, would you rather be loved or feared? I would rather be seen as a villain than seen as like a boring little pussy baby. I, you know, I, I, uh, he, but he's like, he's uh, the obsessive introvert who plans and demands. And I'm like, that's me. Uh, no, seriously, I'm fucking nuts. And people, and people can call me boring and I really don't give a shit. 
I, I, I don't really want to be viewed as a villain. I, I, I think of my, you know, no. I was going to say I think of myself as an anti-hero, but I'm not. I'm too good to be an anti-hero. He's a good boy. No, I, I am, and, that, and that's true. But I just see so much of myself in Cyclops, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> well, hopefully literally, but definitely metaphorically. But I, I, I agree with the, I don't know if I agree with your opinion on Destiny, but I, I do agree that it is their shit the rest of the X-Men and that he can be his own person. And especially knowing what he knows now, like you're literally coming face to face with your future self. You can take steps. I think at least in the comic book world, uh, you can take steps to avoid that. And I, I hope that young Scott sticks around in the 616 for a very long time. Cause I want to see what kind of person he's going to become in the future. And it's just going to be the parallels between his old self and his younger self are going to be really interesting as time goes on but you know what getting back to the story anyway what um you know what pissed me off as always is the you, there's a fucking panel with cyclops mutant hitler and like all right I, I see the comparison but but no not at all the the germans weren't facing eradication they they weren't um sure adult Cy well okay not really adult cyclops emmer's projection of him but sure adult cyclops pointed like all this shit on the inhumans and was like they're trying to kill us and it's going to be harmful to humans too and we, we have to stop them or whatever but that's not hitler-esque you know they're both points of view i think are legitimate i i agree obviously with with the x-men's point of view what but but I can appreciate the Inhumans' point of view, even if I don't agree with it, and even if they can go fuck themselves, which they indeed can. <laughs> okay, so this is uh okay. So if it was actually Hitler-esque, it would have been more along the lines of what I said before <laughs> about Polaris. And uh, okay, it's not like uh, Cyclops or whatever Emma's Cyclops projection was calling for the eradication of all Inhumans. You know, he just wanted to get rid of the cloud. He didn't say, okay, death to all Inhumans yeah, because, true. you know, their fucking cloud is fucking us up. You know, he said, we're getting rid of this cloud because it's killing us. So shut the fuck up and sit down and take a number because, <laughs> because Scott Summers is not a Boy Scout anymore. <laughs> that was badass. Scott Summers is an Eagle Scout now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Mosaic... An inhuman shows up and he, he can just kind of fucking get inside of your body and, and not in the fun kind of way. Mm. He gets inside young, uh, young Scott. And uh, I like the description here that, you know, Scott all of a sudden realizes he's in a glowing honeycomb memory prison. <laughs> I got hungry when I read that. I, I just I'm I think now. I had a flashback of honeycombs. Oh, you know, I, that cereal? I used to love that shit. Um, and he's hijacking a blackbird, but uh, Mosaic pulls others' memories with him as he transfers. So he pulls some of Magneto's memories inside young Scott's head. So then young Scott watches Emma show Eric old Scott's dead body. Okay, uh, that seemed like so much to take in. I know, that's why I said it slowly. Okay, I'm uh, still confused. You gotta take it in slowly, otherwise okay. it might hurt. You gotta use some lube use too. Some lube. And uh, young Scott realizes that all this shit was a ruse, that old Scott was killed by Mpox and was not killed by Black Bolt. <laughs> Say what? And Scott is ready to come for Emma. Calls her a cold-hearted monster with dead eyes and blonde hair and Same. big boobs. I can't wait for this. Uh, I knew this was going to happen. I, I, it wasn't the first thought that I had when it was revealed that, you know, that this was a projection of Emma's. It took, I don't know, a couple of weeks for me to think about it, but I knew this was going to fucking happen. And young Scott's just sitting there in his own head like, I can wait. 
such a good boy. Yeah, He's because such a good boy. Uh, okay, so part of this that uh, Jonathan didn't mention was that Scott was like in his mind for a while, and I think he said it was going to be a few hours yeah. or something yep. before uh, he could get back in control of his body. Yeah. So he's just kind of like sitting there, like you know, riding this high out. But I mean, I knew he was eventually going to figure it out. I knew Havoc was eventually going to figure it out, and I knew that you know all of the X Men are eventually going to find out, especially. I'm really curious to see what Storm's reaction to this is going to be mm. because, you know, she had her qualms originally, but she thinks that she's on the right side of history. So I don't know what's going to happen if she knows this information. Honestly, for me, I don't think it makes that big of a difference because I, I know that you're grimacing here, <laughs> but I mean, it's still the same goal in mind. You know, it's the same objective. So what that it wasn't, what you know cyclops is dying words you know it was still his idea and his idea was carried out even after he died and i mean they made a martyr of him one way or another so i don't know if it makes a difference that much it doesn't to me anyway i feel like if i was there and i found out i was like well you know the inhuman still fucking killed him let's just take out their fucking hive in fucking new italian or whatever the fuck Take out their fucking dog, too. I'm going to take your dog. What? No. I take, can't believe you take said that. Take the dog. Take the dog from New Attilan. You said take out the dog. No, like take him out of New Attilan and like make him my puppy. I can't believe you said that. No. I'm going like, to tell your dog on you. No, I, I want I want Lockjaw as my pet. So I want to take him out of their fucking complex. <laughs> I didn't mean like kill the dog. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I want the dog as my puppy, okay. and I want to cuddle with him. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Double down on that now. Oh, shut up. Um. All right. Any case, I thought this was really good writing by Dennis Hopeless, and this was a damn good tie-in, and because it was an alternative point of view to some of IVX number four, which is what we're going to talk about next. It opens with reader the inhuman reader getting mosaic to mirror island um and i thought it was funny when he said stay away from any blonde women or redheads and look for the old guy i thought that was very funny the royals are in limbo it cuts to them and they've got this plan to get out of this little bubble shield that's got them trapped and it didn't seem like the simplest plan but i'm still surprised that the x-men didn't have any like backup protocols or anything Uh, it's just you know there's some demons flying around. Really not a big deal. Uh, it didn't, you know, I mean, they should have had some sharks or like, you know, fucking, uh, what was that, in Austin Powers, the sharks with the lasers on their heads? <clears throat> or, was that Austin Powers? I don't even know. But sharks with lasers on their heads would have been better than nothing. Um, excuse you. What? They didn't have nothing. They had a hunky Russian. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But that's that was... You mean like, you know, double bag it? Yeah, exactly. Like double bagging it. Like put that bubble inside of another fucking laser bubble. Inside of another laser bubble. And then bubble. have like a moat outside the bubble. Exactly. And then just have like a shark tank it underneath out. it. So if they get out of the bubble, they fall into the sharks. Yes, yes. And have alligators. And, and, and put power dampening bracelets on them. And have a catapult. And uh, some thumbtacks and Legos on the floor that they can't see and they might step on and it's going to hurt. Can they, can they still have the hot Russian though or is that off the table now? Is that just overkill? <laughs> let's, just, let's just get several hot Russian metal dudes. I don't like this. 
Um, and they could just, you know, attack from all sides. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, by the way, he's not just uh, Frank. He's Frank McGee. 24-7, he's Frank McGee. It, we don't just call him Frank. It's not just like, oh, hey, Frank, how you doing today? It's Frank McGee. Like James Bond. Like Jean Grey. David she, Beckham. She's just Jean Grey. And Carrot Top. You <laughs> need both names at all times. Jean Grey. And... Not only that, and I didn't think about this again until today when I was thinking about it, he's always wearing the suit and tie. Same. Always wearing the suit and tie. He's is, Donald Draper. He, is he professionally fancy, or is that his inhuman power? No, he just likes being fancy. Being called Frank McGee, fancy motherfucker. Yeah. I wish I could title this episode that, Frank McGee, fancy motherfucker, but I have, a feeling, I have a feeling that I'll be told no, <sighs> but that's all right. Seriously, no safety. All right, never mind. Right. Uh, so mosaic, mo- mosaic gets into Magneto's head briefly, mm-hmm. which we kind of saw in in all new X Men, and uh, the, the X Men catch oh my God. mosaic like possessing Magneto's body off guard. Uh, they don't know it's mosaic. They just realize something's wrong with him, and he's like, uh, "I, I got to go to the bathroom." And and Bobby's like, did that just really happen? And the look on Logan's face, like, this is this, this is like in the middle of a fucking strategy. They're in this like you know circular room with this circular desk and all these fancy swivel chairs. And he just like gets up and looks around. And he's like, be right back, guys. Got to pee. Uh, this is just this is one time where I wish that we were doing video with this instead <laughs> of just a podcast because I just want to hold this up to the camera. It was fucking amazing. I want to give it a kiss. This was like. The best panel I've seen in a, in a long time. It was so fucking funny. It just made me so There was another happy. one in, uh, the, what was it, the newer issue of IVX? What, number five? Yeah. Pro- okay, probably. Well, we'll, we'll okay. get to that, and you can mention it there. But, you know, Mosaic jumps out of Magneto into Young Scott, and that's... Because, well, Magneto pushed him out. Yeah, but Magneto tells everyone that they've been compromised, um, and then it cuts back to X-Haven, and here's your sexy Russian. Sorry, yeah. just one sexy Russian. Where are the kids? Where are the mutant children? There's there's nobody there. I, I mean, did they did they get all the kids out beforehand at some point? Did I am I forgetting something? Did they show that? I don't know. But no. Where well, are I want to know kids? where the fuck is Quentin Quire? Where is fucking Sand? Her name isn't Sand. Where's uh, where's Sands? Sand. Uh, what's her name? Dust. Yeah, Dust. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Oh, that was such a racist Freudian <laughs> slip. Oh my god. That was like the most racist Freudian slip I've heard. Oh man. I'm what, not I'm not gonna edit that. Whatever. I mean, like if you look at her picture on Wikipedia, it's just her like controlling sand. So you know what? She hasn't been used lately. Whatever. So does like <laughs> Like, it's where's... like, what's his name? What's his name? You know, Maple Leaves? Oh, the fucking Wolverine guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so uh. like, where the fuck is Dust? Where's Pixie? Where's Quentin Choir? You know, where's Shark Boy? Shark Girl? <laughs> I am I am losing my shit today. I was going to say iBoy, and then I got confused. You know, uh. where where are all the kids? Where the, where are the kids at? Where they at? Well, Medusa tells Johnny to scare anyone inside, so he makes, you know, the massive flame surrounding the school. Uh, but, you know, there's no one inside except for Colossus. He, he walks through the flames, 
and who is to be first? Like, that's literally how I heard it. That is a good Colossus impression. Yes, it is. You guys is, can sample that recording. Great. I give permission. I don't care what anyone else on the website says. You go ahead and use that. That's Colossus. I'll do it again for you. Who is to be first? That's exactly what he sounds like. Yeah. So then they cut back to the new humans who are standing around an unconscious forge. And it's pretty goddamn funny because they're like, oh, we're going to have to fight for our lives when the X-Men show up to come take him back. And I'm just like, yeah, don't hold your breath waiting. <clears throat> so Mosaic touches down and ditches Cyclops' body. He, he tells the, the new humans, uh, the kids, that the royals are in limbo and the X-Men attacked because in a few days, the whole planet's going to be poisoned to mutants. You know, nobody knew this. He, he found all this out because, you know, rummaging through Cyclops' head. And, you know, he, t he tells the, the inhuman kids, the mutants are going to have to leave Earth or die. That, that's their choice. That's why all this shit is happening. And so Miss Marvel is just like, looks at the camera. You guys, who are the good guys? That Scene. was a great Miss Marvel. Scene. Fade to black. <laughs> Mic um, drop. Yeah. So, yeah, well, the, the, the answer is that the X-Men are the good guys. Yeah. You're trying to the kill The X-Men are always the good guys. It doesn't matter if it was, uh, what was it, the Dark X-Men or whatever the fuck they were. Yeah, the Dark X-Men. Yeah, they were I right, too. The Mimic was in there. I fucking love Mimic. They're, so they're, they're all right. They're always right all the time, 24-7. All right, all new. Yes. The all right X-Men. Oh, no, no, no. We can't do that because that almost that sounds, sounds like, like alt-right alt -right no, X-Men. No, we are, nope. we are not Scrapping fans of the alt-right. Scrapping that plan. Sorry. All left, all different. <laughs> uh, so then next up is Inhumans versus X-Men number five. Woo! And it opens with Phantom X and Jean trying to fight Karnak. And uh, I... I liked the artwork in this issue. I thought it was fine, but to me, this seemed a little unclear. Yeah, I could I had be wrong. No idea what was happening with Eva. Did, did, no, 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 not just that. Did did Karnak hit Jean in the head with a rock? <laughs> like it looked like he hit the ground. Some stones broke or whatever, and then it cut to a side view, and there was a little bit of rubble in the in midair, and there was the you know he's got his hand out, and there's a line going, and it looked like it connected with Jean's head, and then kept going. And it was unclear. I'm like, did he smack a pebble at her head? I, I, um, I must have not caught that. Because I read that last night and I don't remember that. Oh, hang on. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look. We use our sources. Oh, yeah, right here. We, we get to the... Fa yeah, oh, look. yeah, he threw a fucking rock at her. Look at that. Really? That poor thing. Look at her. Aww. I know. It's really sad. And then headache. even over here, she's like, ah, oh, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm hurt. She's All right. Like, hey. Well, we're not on camera, so we can't keep doing that. But okay. That was fun. So yeah. So then uh, Eva something comes. Something confusing happened with Eva. Yeah, that w it was kind of weird. But Karnak, I guess, t took it down, and then we find out that Lockjaw has been trapped inside of Eva this whole time. Um, He's been sleeping. Which... He's been taking a cat nap. <laughs> what a lucky duck! He gets to be sleeping this whole time while his family and peeps are, you know, fighting a war. Don't talk about dog peep. That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> hate you um red rocket so in limbo gorgon is uh fighting colossus while medusa takes the rest of her little bitch crew into x haven to get into forge's lab and they walk right up to black bolt's containment you know again i'm not i can't let this go no one else was in there what the fuck except for havoc oh 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 fuck havoc right now no who, who threatens to kill black bolt but he doesn't 
because uh, he's a fucking pussy. That was, you know, ups- uh, you, but he, he's he's a good guy. Fuck Havoc. No, he's a good guy. No. I, I, I know. He's no. somewhat of a good guy. No. You know, they have a little, Havoc and Medusa have this little back and forth. Mm-hmm. Havoc doesn't say anything, though. He knows what really happened to Scott, but he's acting like he doesn't. It's it's clear that he doesn't want the Inhumans to know, but he bitches that Medusa had the world essentially view Cyclops as Hitler and a gun with the fucking reference. Um, but he, he, he concedes and he says, if you want him, take him. This is where I have to say, fuck you, Havoc. Fuck your mother. I don't care that she died in a fucking helicopter or whatever. Jeez. I don't care. You take Ow. your stupid fucking fucked up face that you fucked up now. Oh my God. And you fuck all the way off because you're not with Polaris anymore. And it was like my favorite couple. And now you're giving them one of their strongest weapons. But apparently something is wrong with him that he can't speak. So hopefully the X-Men like cut his vocal cords or some shit. No, there was something, uh, there was something down his throat later in the issue. You, he like you spit kinda, it out, didn't he? Yeah. You kind of see them pull it out and clearly something was, was going down his throat. The new human, Forge, I, I guess, woke up at some point and they all realized <laughs> nobody's coming to save you, Forge, <laughs> so you might as well just talk to everyone. Uh, the new humans and Forge are discussing the Terrigen Eater that he came up with that's been destroyed. And now it seems like the Inhumans, uh, the new humans are willing to help because now they know the situation. So they draw a schematic in the fucking dirt. This reminded me of Geraldo. When he was overseas and fucking drew the military's location in the sand, like, really? Thanks, Geraldo. I know. The fucking mustache ruins everything. But then Moon Girl draws a smaller schematic in the dirt, and problem fucking solved. They don't have time to make the big one. But, you know, in any case, it seems like, you know, the new humans are willing to get this thing built and try to help out the X-Men. So I'm very happy about that. Um, so the new humans, along with young Cyclops, go to Iceland because that's where the cloud is, is headed next. So either they're, they're getting some parts. I guess that's where it's heading next. I guess they're either getting some parts to build no, the No, uh, Cyclops said that he wanted to be there before it hit there. Okay. All right. To like, I guess, to help anybody out or whatever. But he wanted to be where it was going to land. Okay. But Miss Marvel walks out of the Blackbird like, this place is lovely. And then the X-Men attack. They just slap her in the face. Emra is in her diamond form, but Scott goes right for her. And I just, I, I can't, I can't wait for this. Sexual attention. But, uh... But then it cuts back to the best panel in the book. This is, I, I'm certain this is what Fucking you were talking love about. Yeah, Gorgon is lying down in the rubble, beaten by Colossus. And he says, you know what's funny? I'm actually a huge fan of metal. And Colossus says, hey, I do not understand this joke, but I like it. And I wanted to kiss that joke. I wanted to kiss that joke right on the mouth. Um, that was actually not what I was talking about. But continue. Okay. So Colossus comes across Havoc, who tells him he lets the Inhumans go. The only other choice was to murder Black Bolt in cold blood, and he didn't want to do that. Pussy. Um, I, I did like this this line that Havoc said, though, was a rude guy in a hoodie showed up with a teleporting dog and took them. Everyone's got jokes, apparently. I'm, I'm really excited for how this ends. Uh, meaning like the next issue, the final issue of this, because Emma psychically smacks Scott and Miss Marvel goes after her and Mosaic takes control of Storm and Magneto is ready to bring the Blackbird down on top of everyone. And So this is what I was talking about here. There was this scene right here with fucking Grid. He was, oh, I have a picture of it. Hold on. Grid was, like, facing off against Magneto for some reason. I guess he thought he could be one of the big boys and take, you know, one of the X-Men's heaviest hitters. 
Magneto just like has that, you know, bitch hands, like he's just like pushing it off like it's fucking nothing. And he says, please, young man, don't embarrass yourself. There is only one master of magnetism here. It is not you. And then proceeds to just fucking lift the blackbird with his fucking yes. Why did your Magneto sound like a really pretentious, like, <laughs> theater coach from high school? That's, that's not how you imagine Magneto's voice. I don't know. I feel like that's just kind of like my old man voice. That's how I imagine old man Logan talks too. What? Old man Logan? Really? Yeah, old man Logan talks like that. Go go get me an issue of old man Logan. I'll read it to you. What? <laughs> hey, Bobby. Can you cool this beer down for me? <laughs> yes. They don't let me smoke cigars in comic books anymore. <laughs> You just kind of sounded like fucking, I don't know, somebody from Family Guy. Oh, man. I'm too tired for any of this. Yeah. Um, anyway, are you guys excited for the finale of IVX? Who cares? Even though we pretty much know what's going to fucking happen. X-Men kill everybody. Or are you all just looking forward to getting to resurrection already? I'll resurrect you. Even though Emma has lied to everyone, is anyone else as concerned as I am about the repercussions she's undoubtedly about to face? Nope. Think about that while we take a quick break. Hey, do you like classic video games, Marvel comics, music, scary movies, wrestling, sports, or television? Beer! I like beer! Then Geekade has content for you! Beer? Shut up! Check out Geekade's articles, videos, and podcasts for people who have nerdy passions by people who have nerdy passions. Beer! Okay, yeah, there's content even for the beer lover. And the people at Geekade.com are just so full of passion. Mm. Something new gets released every single day. Beer, 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 beer! So stop by geekade.com today and let us know what's your geek. Imagine a world with Wolverine. Okay. Imagine a world with the X-Men. Okay. Now imagine a world with Wolverine and the X-Men. Holy shit, that's too awesome. Next, imagine a world with no Wolverine and the X-Men. Why would you fuck with my emotions like that? Ben. One Facebook page decided it would dedicate itself to saving Wolverine and the X-Men. Fuck yeah. No, not really. But one million to save Wolverine and the X-Men is still a place for X-Men fans to rejoice. There's plenty of artwork, merchandise, news, trivia, and a mutant of the day every single day. Every day? Wow, these people must really love Wolverine and the X-Men. We do. Let us pray. In the name of the Xavier, the Logan, and the Holy Claremont. Visit one million to save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook today. Okay. So, there's been a whole bunch of news this past month in comics, movies, and television. Oh my. And the first thing I want to start off with is some details on X-Men Gold. Give us the deets. I really honestly couldn't give a shit less about some of the details on here. I'll, I'll, I'll read them off, I guess. Um, Mark Guggenheim. Guggenheim. Goog Googly Moogly, right? Was that a thing <laughs> We've at some point? We've made fun of his name before. Oh, uh, okay, sorry. He, he discusses, in, in this interview, he was discuss, discussing the role of each team member, something about Shadowcat pushing Rachel for a new code name uh, in order to create an individual identity for herself. So that's where prestige comes Stay from. Bad. It sounds really stupid. I'm not even a fan of her look. I don't care. I, 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 I'm excited for new X-Men titles. I fucking loved her look <clears throat> As the hounds, though. Like, honestly, that's one of the coolest costumes 
in the comics ever. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty badass. Um, very it was sexy. very BDSM. It was. I was literally just thinking that. Yeah, it was fucking great. I loved it. There's a couple of other things, uh, other quotes that I took out of here, but I really don't give a shit about any of them. The reason why I care so much about this is because there's going to be a new brotherhood. And brotherhood of what? Brotherhood of love. Uh, <laughs> Brotherhood of Cats. Oh, I like that one too. Okay. There's going to be Pyro and Avalanche. And I'm well, that makes sitting here very calmly because I'm so very tired, but I really wanted to weep with joy when I read this. And as I am saying this, it is thundering outside, and that is a sign from <laughs> the comic book gods that Pyro and Avalanche are back and Jonathan is happy. But the thing here is, we know Pyro and Avalanche are dead, and so does Mark Guggenheim, ah. motherfucker. I wish he had forgotten. So this is kind of going to be a new Pyro and Avalanche. So as joyful as I am, I'm also a little apprehensive. So their brotherhood of love, that, that name will totally work out for them, because we don't even know if they're both going to be male, do we? We just know that there is going to be a new Pyro and a new Avalanche. Maybe they're both guys and they're gay for each other. Stop trying to make male pyro and male avalanche into a romance because they're best friends and have always been. <laughs> so fucking Listen, right just because two guys are best friends doesn't mean they can't suck each other's dicks. Okay? <laughs> That's how you fall in love. Okay. Now, why don't you apply that logic to me and one of my <laughs> male best friends and think about how you would feel if that happened. <laughs> Yeah, but they're both single. They should be exploring each other. How do you know that they're single? They're, they've never they've been, been dead. seen with anybody. They've both been dead for quite some time. Yeah, they've had plenty of time to find new relationships. While they've been dead? Oh. They've been sucking each other off in hell. I don't like any of this. Okay. I don't like any of this. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think uh, there was a point earlier. Uh, yeah, I think they're both male. I don't know for sure. There was a side profile of Pyro, looked male. Uh, you see Avalanche from behind. I don't want to hear any jokes mm -hmm. about that. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sure um, Pyro seen him from behind. So I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen with this. And I'm done talking about it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up is uh, Brian Singer. He was talking about uh, the Untitled X-Men show, about how there's going to be some familiar and some unfamiliar faces. So it's going to be sort of a crossover in the future of the X-Men movie franchise. Um, he said that he couldn't really speak to anything that they're going to crossover with. It doesn't really matter. I didn't really care about that. What I cared about is when the news started coming out about the mutants cast for the show. And as of this recording, there have been two mutants revealed. One of them <clears throat> is uh, this 33-year-old American actor, Blair Redford, will have a key role in the series. I believe his name in the show is Sam. Uh, he's a strong-headed Native American leader. We don't know if he's going to be an original character or if he's going to be, you know, an established character from the Marvel Universe. He's been in some uh, TV shows that I've never watched. <laughs> so what the fuck well, ever. Well, okay, he's a strong leader. His name is Sam, and uh, so maybe it's uh, maybe it's Cannonball, but they just made him Native American. Who knows? Yeah, instead of uh, 
Instead of uh, from Kentucky. Aryan. <laughs> yeah, instead of Aryan. Uh, oh, man, the KKK is going to be so pissed. But the second mutant cast, what I was really excited it's for Blink. when I saw this. Yeah, it, it's Blink. Um, Jamie Chung from the show Gotham. Who is she in Gotham? I, I don't... I, Who cares? Uh, what's Gotham? I don't even know what that yeah. is. We'll step into the role of Clarice Fong, a.k.a. Blink. And they're giving her a description. A sardonic and spirited mutant with the power of teleportation described as a relatively unstable character. Clarice will still be processing a string of traumatic events when she enters the show in search of a new place to call home. I'm happy about this uh, to see Blink. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know if it's going to do the character justice or not. But... I mean, she hasn't been given too much backstory in the comics. No, she wasn't. But my my point that I'm getting to is that she, she was so very throwaway in Days oh, of yeah, Future Past. Definitely, her look was cool. I yeah, was fine with was, that. It was okay. And how she she activated her powers by throwing the things. It was stupid. And making, no, the motion that she made every time she did it was silly. But you know, throwing the fucking things to activate the teleportation, I'm fine with. But she had you know like no dialogue, the silly movement every single time. She was only in a small portion of the movie, and it sounds like she's gonna have have somewhat of a larger role in this show so i'm, I'm excited for to see how they're gonna do blink i really am i think it's gonna be cool and the second half of the, the quote where it says that she's an unstable character processing yeah. a string of traumatic events when she enters the show of, in search of a place to call home it sounds like jubilee's description well it also you know, so yeah, because yeah, we don't know that. much about blink as her backstory but with uh jubilee you know just very briefly uh her parents were murdered and she was living in the mall until uh, she found the x-men so i don't know and you know they're both chinese so maybe they're trying to make blink like jubilee because they already kind of used her jubilee in the movie i don't know i don't know what they're doing but you know we'll, we'll see but but the, here the thing is here is that they they changed blink's ethnicity which i'm i'm fucking fine with her name is clarice ferguson i mean she was always seen with you know her purple skin and, and whatever i don't know exactly what her background is but ferguson obviously isn't a chinese name I, I don't know what sort of european it is but it is some sort of a european name and they're changing it here to clarice fong and they're making her asian again I it's think fine it's probably but maybe they did it on purpose uh, to draw more of a parallel to Jubilee or something. You know, anything that ends with sun, like Anderson or whatever, that's like uh, Scandinavian usually. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, you know, she wasn't white anyway. You know, she. Yeah. You know, she was purple. Pinkish purple. Pinkish purple. Yeah. So you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, when she first appeared, she was a little bit darker, and then I think in like Age of Apocalypse, her skin was a little bit lighter. It was more on the pink side. Oh, I love that version of her. And everybody goes on about, you know, the Exiles version of her. I, I still have never read through all of Exiles. You know, at least she got some sort of play. Isn't in the Exiles like four issues? No, Exiles, it was an ongoing. It was, it was long. There was oh, a couple I was volumes thinking of, of uh, I was thinking of uh, something else. I forgot okay. the name of it. Okay. Uh, moving on is the show Legion. And for purposes of time and also... It was good. And, per- <laughs> and the fact that Legion is likely being covered... Of, I know for a fact it's being covered elsewhere on Geekade and probably more than just it one was other good. place. Um, just, a, you know, a couple of minutes discussion of it without going into too many details. Yeah, it's a really good show so far. I really love it, not just for the story and the character, although I think they're doing a really good job of it so far, but also for, like, the camera work and the cinematography. Oh, yeah, the it's angles. fucking great. Trippy as fucking hell what they're doing this and i think 
I mean, there are only a couple of ways you could probably do something like this and get away with it without it looking like an artsy abstract type of like film experience is, you know, either with drugs or with mental illness. And there are both of those addressed in this show. So with everything looking as trippy as it is, it, it works so well, and it's just really well done. I, I think the acting, for the most part, is really good. I didn't think I was going to like the show, honestly, as much as I did. I'm not really a person who gets into TV shows. Like, very rarely do I. And I didn't think I was going to care about Legion. So, yeah, I really like it so far. So I've always loved Legion as a character. Uh, I found this really interesting that you know that it goes along with having the main character have mental illness and that he's a paranoid schizophrenic so a lot of the time you don't know what's happening and what's not like Mm. so is this you know yellowed-eyed demon thing is he real is he a figment of his imagination does he because in the comics it's not that he's just i think they like re-diagnosed him from being schizophrenic to having multiple personality disorder so hundreds in his head yeah so like he's got like five main ones or something and like he's got an angry one and he's got whatever you know so that's the thing that like we don't know they changed his character a little bit in the show well they changed him a lot so even though you know we've been huge fans of comics for so long and we've you know known of legion the character for so long there's just a lot that's like questionable at this point like who is this character you know is this real what's happening what's not happening is it a delusion is it a flashback what is it you know yeah it's really interesting it is really interesting but it also does it in a way where it's like not confusing like i i I'm still able to follow it. I feel like, you know, there have been instances and it would help if I could think of a really good example right now, but I can't. Where in like movies or television, like you don't know what the fuck is going on because they try to do something like this and it just gets lost on the audience. Inception? Uh, okay, so there's an, there's one example. Another example, and again, we don't know from personal experience because we have yet to watch it because there are good things that we need to watch, but I've heard that from what I've heard of Batman versus Superman, that this was something else that happened that some people were having trouble figuring out what was going on because the movie, they didn't make it clear. Whereas in Legion, you may not know exactly what's going on, but it doesn't It's mean, part of the mystery. It's part of the mystery, but you, I, I, you're I not supposed to know. I don't feel like I'm getting lost there, you know? I feel like the characters don't even know 100% what's going on, and that's what they're trying to discover. Yeah, it's great. I think it's really cute, too, that, um, you know, David and Sid are having this, this romance thing. It's really fucking cute. And right off the bat in the first episode, when there was that little piece of cloth. Oh, my God. And they couldn't touch each other, but they were each holding on to the cloth. It was so I cute. Was, I don't know. I thought that was adorable. And in, in any case, I mean, we'll see what happens with the show going forward. Uh, I, I hope, you know, it's got a logical series of events and conclusion maybe to the first season, which is only going to be like eight episodes. Maybe it'll get renewed for a second season. If it's good, I hope. If it continues being good, I hope it does. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And moving on to some movie news. So this was kind of a surprise and came out of fucking nowhere. X-Men Supernova, this is going to be a thing. So it's going to start shooting in Canada in June. Allegedly was the initial report. And there's this little synopsis, but it's not completely clear if like this is an official movie synopsis or if this is just like they're just referencing the Dark Phoenix saga from the comic books. I don't know of anyone who is contractually obliged to continue acting in x-men this could mean just 
James McAvoy as Xavier and the new students, you know, like Gene, Nightcrawler, Quicksilver, Scott, and Storm. Maybe Jubilee. Maybe they'll, you know, get the same actress from the last movie and actually utilize her because, <laughs> no, she looked like Jubilee. She yeah, looked perfect as yeah. Jubilee and they didn't do anything with her. But then Sophie Turner says, yeah, I'm returning as Gene and we're, we're going to start shooting this year. And uh, this is this is really interesting because uh, supposedly Macy Williams, who, if you don't know, plays Arya on the show Game of Thrones and Sophie Turner plays Sansa, who mm. are sisters and they're actually um, like really good friends in real life. So I thought it was really interesting that both of them are going to be in X-Men related things. Um, Macy Williams is allegedly cast as Wolfsbane in the New Mutants movie. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. There's too many things that they're trying to do. And it's probably all to do with, you know, Fox keeping the contract to make bad X-Men movies forever. <laughs> indefinitely. Yeah. That's and we're, we kind of play into it by going to see the fucking movies, which we shouldn't. I have to. No. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to go see them. I know, I know that some of them have been bad, especially this last one, X-Men Apocalypse, just overall was not a good movie. I don't have high hopes for X-Men Supernova, but I still, I just feel like I got to see it one way or another. I, I am more hopeful for X-Men The New Mutants, but I feel like, like, like we're getting, it's called X-Men The New Mutants. They don't have to do an X-Men Supernova, but especially if like this is going to, deal with the dark phoenix saga they already kind of did that why do we need to do it again are they just trying to be like oh look we can still make a good movie and like prove it to everyone to fans who are i i really don't know but you know again i am i am more hopeful for x-men the new mutants than x-men supernova yeah me too i don't i don't know what they're gonna do i mean the x-men movies it just seems like they're beating a dead horse at this point it, yeah. they're just like oh well we we fucked up this timeline so let's just go back in time and change the characters and just make new bad poop yeah and i mean you know the, uh, uh, and i'll mention we we talked about this very briefly earlier about hugh jackman saying he would continue playing wolverine if they got this into the marvel cinematic universe you know with the whole avengers movies which will probably never happen but that would be fucking amazing i feel like they would do it right i really do and that brings us to the last bit of news, which uh, this came out a couple of weeks ago, that Patrick Stewart uh, doesn't want to stop playing Xavier yet. He said that Hugh has raised the flag that says goodbye. I haven't done that yet. But just kidding, because I read earlier that uh, Patrick Stewart said, no, that's it for him, basically. And, and I'll read the, the a part of the quote, not the whole fucking thing. So they were in Berlin. Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, there was a premiere in Berlin, I think it was, and they, they, you know, watched the movie, and then, so here's a quote. Then the movie ended, and we were going to be taken up on stage, but not until the credits were over. So, we had some time to sit there, and as I sat there, I realized there will never be a better, a more perfect, a more sensitive, emotional, and beautiful way of saying au revoir to Charles Xavier than this movie. So, I told Hugh that same evening, I'm done too, it's all over. So now I'm even more excited to see Logan 
But also that's kind of sad. As much shit as any of us can talk about any or all of the X-Men movies. Patrick Stewart was fucking perfect. Patrick Stewart was perfect as Professor Xavier. He was Xavier. fucking beautiful. He's a beautiful man and I love him. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he did an amazing job. It's kind of sad to hear, but this is what's going to happen. You know, even if the dude kept wanting to play Professor X until he died, the dude's he's going to die someday. You know, hopefully... It's, it's gonna be a long time from now, but he's not. He can't literally play Professor Xavier forever. Whereas Fox can live forever and keep doing X Men movies forever, <laughs> and get some dipshit to play Professor X. James McAvoy, um, right? Yeah, James McAvoy. Some dipshit, whatever. You know, no, but no, James McAvoy is a good Professor X. Nah. Not on, not the caliber no. that Patrick no. Stewart is, but no. he's still good. No, he's still good. No, he's still good. No. <laughs> So that'll do it for this month's episode of Mutant Musings. Do you have anything else to say? James McAvoy is a good Professor Professor X. Okay. And be sure to come back next month for the finale of Inhumans versus X-Men. More Legion discussion and whatever the hell else goes on in the X-Verse between now and then. Also, we'll be having a bonus episode next week to discuss the first two Wolverine movies. Why? Why do you do these things to me? And our thoughts on Logan. So until next week, Patrick Stewart saying fuck was so right. <laughs>